Privilege is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group of people. Something regarded as a rare opportunity. Welcome to the Ashcraft Catastrophe Podcast, where we discuss hot topics and long-debated arguments in philosophy, politics, and current events. I'm your host, Claire Ashcraft, and I'm sitting down with my co-host and father, Brian Ashcraft. This show would not be possible without listeners like you. So thank you, and enjoy today's discussion. My disclaimer first, that this is our opinions and attitudes, nobody yes. else's. We're not paid endorsements. We're doing good. Okay, so today we are discussing privilege. It's a very fitting topic because it's been discussed all over social media right now, specifically white privilege, um, After based on some of the current events. So... Uh, we did mention it in the last podcast, if you listened, um, that someone has a little um, trouble with the word. They have some issues with the word privilege. Basically, uh, start out by explaining what I think privilege is. So, um, in white privilege specifically, is what I, we're mostly going to be talking about probably, but there's plenty of types of privileges, socioeconomic, male, heterosexual, cisgender, Christian, able-bodied, a lot of different, I don't know that you'd call them advantages, but privileges. We're going to stick with that. So white privilege doesn't necessarily mean that your life hasn't been hard. It's not meant to belittle in any way or say that you haven't earned where you've got, but it does mean that your skin tone isn't one of the things actively making your life harder, basically. White privilege means you actively benefit from the oppression of people of color. Um, people may not like that idea. They may be uncomfortable with it, but it doesn't change the fact that they benefit from it. And I'll give examples of that in a few minutes. There's also um, the fact that systematic racism exists at pretty much every level of society. So some facts uh, pertaining to that, because I assume that you may not agree with that, is that um, there's an extreme wealth gap Black graduates are two times more likely to be unemployed. Black Americans, I can't speak, black Americans are 30 times more likely to be pulled over. Black students are three times more likely to be suspended. Black Americans make up 40% of the prison population. Black Americans are shown 18% fewer homes. And black women are four times more likely to die from childbirth. A small amount of statistics, but... I find them to be accurate, especially considering in my sociology course this year, I had to write an entire paper over the discrepancies in healthcare based on your gender and race. We discussed a lot of those um, different disparities based on gender, race, social class, all those different differences. So um, the last thing I just want to say is some examples of us benefiting from the oppression of people of color. So products are always made for us first. For example, Band-Aids. They're always made in the white skin tone anywhere. But you really have to search to get them in different shades. Uh, we're the dominant representation in most social media. No one questions our citizenship, pretty much. People at work look like us. Our actions aren't perceived as all of your race as they are for other people. Or we aren't harassed for existing in public locations. I can, we can expect that we'll receive days off for holidays. For example, there's, there's always going to be like a Christmas break, but, and that does overlap with Kwanzaa, but for some different religions, they don't get their holidays off. Um, people pretty much always know how to pronounce our names. We're never mocked or perceived as threats because of our names. I know the, we know that the police and other state authorities are usually there to protect us. Our, as I've said, our race is always represented in media, positively and negatively. Uh, when we're taught about our national heritage or civilization, we are shown that people of our color made it what it is. Uh, I can also expect to see students and professors of my race um, everywhere on different campuses. I don't have to think about my race and ethnicity. In fact, I don't really notice it. That's another statement that is applied. Um, we don't have to worry about incarceration unless we commit a very serious crime. People do not assume we're unintelligent or lazy based on our race. There have never been attempts to scientifically or socially eliminate people of our race or ethnicity. 
Um, other people attribute our success to personal merit rather than a diversity card. Rate their, my race or ethnicity will not make the people around me uncomfortable. I don't have to worry about being chosen last for a job or housing due to my race. I can move into a new neighbor neighborhood, start a new job, or enter a new school or class and know that people around me will generally respect and feel safe around me. I can go to a store and spend money without knowing that people or knowing that no one will be suspicious of me. And basically, overall, we're seen as individuals not responsible for the actions of our race. So that's just a list of some of the many ways that we can benefit based off of our skin color. And I, just to reiterate what I said at the beginning, the the main point of this is not to belittle anyone's accomplishments to say that things were just given to them or they didn't earn it. It's saying that Yes, you earned things, and yes, I'm sure you've had struggles in life, but you're acknowledging, by saying you have privilege, you're acknowledging that you don't have the same obstacles that some other people have. I'm sure you have different obstacles, but in this case, it's saying that your skin tone hasn't made it harder, or in other cases, your gender hasn't made it harder. That's not what's making your life harder. It's other things, typically. It's all hooey. Okay, I totally, the word is overused, taken out of context, and just is lost its meaning. Again, just because everybody wants to use it as an excuse. Everybody who, and I hate to lump everybody into a big pot, but it seems like everybody who uses the term is always using it as an excuse to say, I didn't get something. I wasn't able to achieve this. Oh, you know what? It's not my fault. It's because somebody else has privilege and I do not, so I can't hack it in this world. I That's don't, crap. I don't <laughs> see people commonly using it as an excuse like that. I see more people... That's, who, the, that's the only time it's ever really used. No, I see people all the time I can get an advancement at my job because somebody else must have privilege. It's not that I stink at my job or I need to do better. I don't ever it's, see that. Now, it, it might depend, again, who you're following. Some people might be using it inappropriately or use it as an excuse like that. But what I normally see is people saying, I acknowledge that I have certain privileges. Therefore, I should speak up and say that, you know, these people are being treated poorly. And just because it doesn't affect me doesn't mean that I shouldn't say something about so such and such injust, injustice is how I usually see it being but used. But if there is a social injustice, call it a social injustice. There's some inequality there. Yeah, it's not because somebody else has more privilege than another person. No, but it's an inequality. And saying and using the term privilege you, is a simple way to explain Every single person that. has a privilege. Everybody. Yeah. Like you said earlier, and, and I'm using your own words, I'm not going to say that that it's a privilege. Everybody has distinct advantages or you know disadvantages to what they're doing. Anybody, I don't care what race, ethnicity, anything, who is a male has a, a, an advantage just for the fact they're being male. Why don't you call that out? We do. Women have an advantage just because they're women. Do they? Yes, they do. And don't say that they don't because they do. There's a lot of women out there that know how to use their femininity to get what they want in, in this world. And some of them work hard and get there and they earn it. What we're talking... Okay, so there are certain specific in instances where women can have an advantage. Um, I wouldn't say that there's as many as where men have advantages, but there are some, for example, in custody battles. Usually custody goes to the mother, even if she's not a better parent, simply for the fact that she's the that, mother. That is a however, very good example. However, I think when we talk about privilege, it's usually in relation to systemic things, right? It's systematic. So we're not saying, oh, certain women know how to flirt to get what they want so they have an advantage. What I'm thinking of when... I, I say privilege is that, you know, you can walk at night on a street. You know how many things that most women have to think about all the time? Like even just going out to have fun with friends, they have to watch their drink constantly, make sure no one t slips so, anything in it, so like all the, these things. So that, that would be an advantage of me being a man. It's not really a privilege. 
I didn't, have, I didn't have a choice in being male when I was born. I was. Uh, I know you didn't have a choice. Privilege doesn't mean that you had a choice. And it I'm just saying, means that and you. There have might be more certain... scumbag. I mean, men out there than women. So yeah, so women have to you know pay attention a little more in their surroundings. I'm not saying it's an advantage or disadvantage. That's more of a societal problem, but not but a privilege of any kind. That societal problem you could say puts women at a disadvantage because they constantly have to be worried and, and aware of their surroundings and they're constantly concerned with these things when they could be making progress in other uh, areas. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll chuckle a little bit there because male, female, child, adult, you know me and a lot of my uh, beliefs and ideas, you should always be aware of your surroundings no matter what, okay. right? You should always be aware, but awareness is different than fear. And I would say a lot of people, including me, have fear about it. Okay, but so that's a difference. something that you might have. I don't know if every single female out there is going to Not agree with that. Not every single female has it, but I think a lot more than most people realize do, or if not fear they take a lot more precautions than the regular person you know between carrying your keys between your fingers all these things that some of them might be good practice like getting in the car and checking to make sure there's no one there that might be a decent practice to have but it's the idea that we do it out of fear and protection that men don't necessarily need right and we're not even just talking about assault here like also being uh talked over and ignored in some work environments and some men do because of historically having an upper hand if you want to call it that they do tend to say oh i know what you're saying and explain it for you rather than letting you talk oh we're getting into mansplaining huh okay i'm just saying <laughs> that there are time. many different ways in which Privilege comes about. It's not just the but one. But again, I, I don't believe that it's privilege. I believe that there are uh, jobs on all sides that are male dominated. There are jobs that are female dominated, right? And any minority in that field is, is going to experience that, right? I believe that any minority is going to be listened to less. In, and I'm just talking minority. I'm talking like, you know, the smaller group of people. Like right. if you're in a female dominated job and there's less males, that that male would be listened to a whole lot less because they look at him as kind of an outsider. I don't believe that that is falls under the rank of privilege. And I, I don't believe that that is a good thing either. Right. Like, you know, again, men and women can be just as qualified at, at doing certain jobs. But men and women are different. They're physically different. They're built different. I believe that there are jobs that are more in tune to males being dominant in that field because it would take a special physical labor jobs. I'm not saying that there's not women out there that can't do it because there are women in those fields, but there's not all the women out there that want to go through, uh, you know, the, the, what do I want to say, the bias of a woman in like a male dominated field. And I'm thinking like construction workers where it's very physical. You have to lift very heavy things. Um, and a woman would have to be really strong and really built and probably exercise a lot to have that muscle mass because it's harder for them to get that muscle mass than men to do that job. It's, it's, it's harder on them than it would be a man. I don't so it's typical disagree. a man would dominate that field. I don't disagree that statistically. I don't think that's a privilege though. That's just a difference between a man and a woman. Okay, I'm not saying that men are privileged because they get to work in construction or STEM fields more often than women. Oh, you're saying being a man, or there's a privilege just for the fact that you're a man. You get some extra privilege. Oh boy. It's not I, necessarily an extra privilege as much as women face certain obstacles that men don't. So we say men that men face have certain obstacles too. They're different obstacles, granted, but they face but, them too. I wouldn't say they're as extreme. I mean, they're the only obstacle that I can see in a societal sense, in a systematic sense, that men really face is a lot of what's considered, you know, toxic masculinity. The things of just men are often discouraged from expressing their emotions um, unless it's anger. It's usually you're not supposed to cry. You should toughen up, you know, go punch something then. So I would say that 
for men that may be a disadvantage um, in the emotional sense society, and that they're pushed to not be feminine. Society, and this is again across all lines, every male society puts, I won't call it a stigma, but there's roles, duties, responsibilities that they put on men. A male is supposed to be the main money provider for the house of family. A male is supposed to have all the answers for everything. A male is supposed to keep the, the family together. A male is supposed to but you're also, burden everything on him to take care of everybody else. Well, hopefully, um, it, again, a lot of this is difficult to talk about because there are individual differences between people. So, like, hopefully with individual differences, you would find someone, a partner who um, you share things equally with. But, yeah, systematically, um, historically, yeah, the men, the man is typically supposed to be the head of the household, and that does bear a lot of responsibility. But, you know, women are also not supposed to speak. They're supposed to be entirely submissive <laughs> in that, if you're talking about in that sense. Go that talk if, to your mom, please. No, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying if the man is supposed to be the head of the household and do everything, then that is the expectation for the woman. Now, obviously, not all women are like that because we've got we've gained a lot since then and that's why not all men are expected to be the money makers and the breadwinners of the household anymore i mean some side effects of that i guess but, you could say, are but still it's there, still out but there whether they don't do it it's still out there you know it's in the back of their right. minds so it's just a societal trait that they that they've you know been ingrained right. so much into them but the other part that's been ingrained is that you know, women, again, somehow are uh, taking on more responsibilities, more roles, business leaders, uh, you know, making more money and, and everything else. And it, it's the, I don't call it the, the, the clash, but it's the society coming up to that understanding that, you know, this is where they are. That being said, I also want to say um, everybody is different, like you mentioned before, but what completes somebody or makes that couple is going to be different for everybody, right? There are some males out there that say, I don't, I don't want a partner that's going to share things with me. I want somebody that I can protect, that I can take care of, that I can, right. you know, do all that. And there's some women out there that that's what they want. Granted, the person I wanted that makes me complete in it is I want somebody to share that responsibility, to share that load, to help make decisions, to help to, to have ideas, right? But not everybody wants that. But I would still say overall because... But I think you're looking at this privileged thing that you talked about earlier through a lens of your own making because you say i don't have a problem going to a restaurant i don't have a problem walking across town or walking through my neighborhood at night or something that might be true but you know look at the neighborhood you live in i mean i i hate to say it uh but it's true like you know there are a lot of neighborhoods that are uh separated by culture religions ethnicity you know colors i mean so i would say that if you you say you feel safe walking around through your neighborhood yeah, you've lived here for all your life. Yeah, probably the majority of people in this neighborhood are a bunch of white people. You know, I, I'll bet you if you went to a neighborhood that was predominantly colored people, you probably wouldn't feel so safe walking to that neighborhood. I don't think you'd have any privilege as a white person walking to that neighborhood at night. You would be looked at probably very strangely because you'd be out of place. Like I said, we're looking at this through a huge national scale lens like you keep going to these individual and these small scale neighborhoods which might be true but we're talking about sociologically on a nation on a national scale so the something you mentioned is that if i walk through an african-american neighborhood but i also think it, it, the privilege of being white is not necessarily whether i would feel safe walking through one of those neighborhoods but it's that all those neighborhoods most of the poor communities, the socio, the socially economically, I can't say that word, the socioeconomically, yeah. the socioeconomically disadvantaged parts, they're almost always completely African American or Latino. Why do you think that is? Because of the disadvantage. That's a big difference there. I oh, I'm still not understanding what the, which is just because one group has to work harder. Doesn't mean the other one has some kind of magic privilege that makes their life better. I think you're misunderstanding privilege. You're taking privilege. No, I think people are misusing the word privilege. I think you're 
saying privilege synonymous to advantage and you're like well i don't have some magic advantage in life because i was just born this way but i'm trying to stay away from the words advantage and disadvantage i know i've used them a few times but i'm trying my best not to because privilege again it's more it's not about oh you didn't earn everything you got it's not trying to belittle your struggles or say that you you know you were born at this magic higher tier necessarily it's just saying that you don't encounter these certain obstacles that other people do well again everybody's gonna have their own set of obstacles i'm not denying that what i am saying is the misuse of the word privilege that people use it today in this context to say anybody that has any kind of advantage over me has some sort of privilege that's why they're successful and that's why i'm not successful I'm, that's what bothers me about that word because it has fallen to a misuse, a misdefinition, and a misrepresentation to just be an excuse for people to say that's why they're doing better and I'm not successful here. But let's say someone wasn't using it as an excuse and they were just saying, I'm acknowledging the fact that I have certain privileges because of my race, because I'm able-bodied, because I grew up in a middle-class community. And they're just saying, you know, I own that. I understand that not everyone else um, is born with those things. So other people may have to work harder and I would like to help them get there. If someone said something along the lines of that, would you have a problem with privilege in that context? My initial reaction is, I have to think about that for a minute. My, My initial reaction is, yes, I still have a problem with that in that context. Because it is not, it was not your choice to be born a female to be born into a middle-class family, to have two parents who work very hard to educate themselves, get good jobs, try and promote themselves. Nothing in the word privilege is saying any you had any choice. It's something that, again, you but are you generally made, born, you born into. But you made it sound like that because you're born into that, it was some kind of inherent privilege for you to be born into that. It, it, to me, that's still that's not a privilege that it, you were born into that. You know, privilege it, makes it sound like you have some kind of choice in this or that it's, I don't know. To me, it's like some kind of magic thing. I, there's some magic cloud floating over my head because I'm this great person just because I was born, right? You, you know, people work to get to where they're at, to get to where their families are at, to help. I mean, you know, me as a parent, it's kind of my goal to help make things easier for my kids because the only way we advance in society is if everybody always started at ground zero, we wouldn't get very far. If I started at ground zero and made it to you know, a hundred yards out. And then when you were born, instead of starting you at the hundred yard line and having you run from there, I put you back to zero. You might only make it to a hundred yards, right? We wouldn't ever get anywhere. So we try and work hard so that you have the chance to, to, to start further out from where we had to start so that you can advance further than we ever get to in our lives to do better with your life. I don't understand. I think every parent has that goal for their kids. I don't understand where you're getting the word choice in there. Like you're saying like, oh, it makes it sound like it's a choice. But I don't know why you've made privilege synonymous with choice in your head because that's never the definition it's, that it's I put out there. It's a choice for us to work hard to try and, and get you farther, a greater start in life than what we had. Yeah, but I never but that's made not, that I choice. Say, I was born into it. I don't say that's a privilege for you because I, it's a privilege for you that I work hard. And I, and I try and share my knowledge and, and get you at a greater starting point than where I started? I would kind of say that it is. It's a privilege for me because you you worked that hard and you got places and you and then you gave me this life, like uh, this, you know, nice middle class life. You know, I didn't ask for it. I'm privileged enough to have it, I would say. It, I would say you're lucky enough to have it. I, again, I don't say you're privileged to have it. Can you define the difference for me? What you're using luck to mean, what you're using privilege to mean? You didn't have a choice to be born into this family. You didn't have a choice to be who you are when, you know, you you were born, right? So I, I don't want to call it, you know, blind luck, but I mean, this is where, you know, you were brought into well, this world. I, you know, I... I it, that's where I'm like, It's hard to define, to but it, I don't think it's, it's a privilege because it, it, it just, I mean, it wasn't a privilege for you. To, to be born into this family. I mean, I'm not getting that word. It I mean, there gives was... me a privilege. I I would say luck and privilege are somewhat similar. 
um, in a way, the way that I think about them, because it's like I was lucky enough to have to be in a position where I am privileged is how I would see it. And the difference for me between luck and privilege is they both come from circumstances you can't control. But the difference is luck is you just have things for lack of a better term. So luck, you may be like lucky enough to get a cell phone, but privilege is a continuing advantage that you get from systematic oppression is how I would uh, say the difference is. So like I continue to gain things from the oppression of people of color is where the difference is for me, but uh, they're almost a little bit similar to me. So that's why I was asking you to define the difference. And I I, I just looked this up so we can maybe define it, right? So. Privilege is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group of people. Something regarded as a rare opportunity. So, I, I, so you as an individual were not granted anything that other people were not given. Are you sure? Just, just because you were born, I mean, other people were born. Yeah, other people were born, but what I'm talking about is so that what definition rare opportunity that you read, were you given that other people don't get? I wasn't looking at the rare opportunity more part of the definition. I was thinking about the um, special rights only granted to a certain group. So a right granted to me as a, I would almost say in this day and age you have less rights. But go ahead. Explain. I would like to hear well, that. Because I, I, you know, everybody. If we get now, I'm just not to start an argument. About what's oh, okay. a right? What's you know? Because you know the right to liberty. You know, <laughs> you know, li- life, liberty, liberty, and the and pursuit happiness. of happiness. Right. Um, and everybody has that, right? So there's nothing, no advantage there. Everybody has that. There is nothing on. Well, actually, you you might have some extra right because there's me as a as a white male has you no know, nothing. There, there's no laws. There's no nothing for me out there on the books, right? There's nothing that says I'm granted any extra responsibilities any advantages whatsoever because i'm a white male well it's you not a, female, a legal though, sense you get, yes it is in a legal sense no i'm talking it's, about not only in a legal oh, sense yeah, for I mean, you, as a, you know you have diversity everywhere right you got standards you got quotas uh, hiring a white male for a job meets no standards or quotas whatsoever hiring a female does hiring uh, a foreign person does hiring uh, you know uh, a colored person does I don't. There's no checkbox for me on a job, so I don't. I have no particular privilege or advantages that would help me there. Other people do. Other races do. Do they need it? You know, in this day and age, I, mean, I don't think it's needed. I agree. There was a time in our past when it was because, especially educational-wise, with segregation and everything else, they didn't get the best educations, right? Things were separate. They didn't get funding. They had the crappiest jobs. They had the crappiest schools, but this is not that time anymore. There's a lot of laws that were put on the books to get rid of segregation, to provide extra funding for education and for, you know, material stuff and to meet job quotas and everything else to make sure that they're put back, you know, to work and can get a job on equal footing, if you want to call it that. You know, these, these are all the things. And I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist in this world because it does. We all know it. There's people that are racist against white people. There's people that are racist against colors. People are racist against... Koreans, Chinese, Japanese, you name it. There's a form of of racism for everything out there. So I'm not saying that that does not exist. So don't misconstrue that. But I'm saying that there are advantages put in place that even that that white people don't have, right? Look at the NAACP, one of the most powerful groups in the world. You know, the, the, was it the National Colored Association or for the National Advanced National National Association for the the Advancement advancement of Colored colored People? people. Thank you very much. (laughs) NAACP. Now, there is not anything for the advancement of white people. doesn't exist. Not out there. So now I can sit there and say that, did you also know that white is not a color? So when you talk about the NAACP, they're talking about defending every single person except for a white person. Yes. Which is also called reverse discrimination. I completely disagree with that. Okay. um, First of all, I would like to address the thing you said before. Um, you spoke about diversity quotas, basically, and I do not support diversity quotas as well. So I actually think it's worse for people that are, uh, discriminated against because then just like you said, they get put on a job because they have to hire a person of color, for example, 
And then people, basically people say that to them, what you said, oh, you got it because they need to mark their boxes. And not that they made it there of their own merit and hard work. Whether they did or not, it's worse for everyone because that is the new assumption. I And I do not disagree with that. And I think that is one argument for why those diversity quotas need to be gone. I mean, like a, a certain job, it just needs to go to the best qualified person for the job. I completely that agree with anybody. that. We do agree on something. So, um, but the other thing I'm talking about is... Though you say that, oh, there's nothing legally for, like, a white man, I disagree with that because there are other small ways, a lot of them, in which other people of color are oppressed. If you take away the diversity quotas, like, for example, the statistics I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, and I've written a paper on how you're, you basically usually get worse health care. If you're a person of color and often a woman as well. Why, why would you get worse health care? Because... Does everybody not have the same health care provided from no, a it's, job that they have? It's because based on research done by a lot of people, it's just uh, women are statistically less likely to have their equal amount of pain taken seriously. I, I could not tell you why that is, but for people of color and for... Uh, women, their their pain's just not taken as seriously by doctors oftentimes, so they can report the same symptoms, and it will just be uh, looked over, or they'll ask for a second opinion, and the doctor will say, no, you don't need that. It also may have something to do with the fact I mentioned the um, socioeconomic difference early on, and so um, if you're going to a worse hospital or a free clinic because you can't afford health insurance, and people of color are off, more often the people in those situations, then that may also contribute to the disparity there. I don't know if I totally agree with that. Uh, just for the fact that like, when you talk about, I want to say the, the negating of, of a woman's feelings of her tolerance for pain because she says she hurts more and a guy's just waving it off. I, I don't know. Because, I mean, again, you can go to female, you can female doctors. I mean, they would not wave that off, number one. Number two... If there is not a super high tolerance for pain for women, I mean, just go see a childbirth. Honestly, I think women have a higher tolerance for pain than men do. But you're, again, talking about an individual difference in the sense that's what you think. But that's what this whole show is about. It's what can, I think. I know. What you I'm think, just so. saying through statistics, we can see that that's not the reality is that either they don't believe it or it's just an unconscious thing where maybe they think that women have a higher pain tolerance but when when it actually goes into practice they ignore women more than they do men i don't i haven't in my life in my experience i haven't seen that so it's, it's hard I'm, for me to wrap my head yeah, around yeah i'm that just saying I, I just don't the, in general. the statistical proven disparity is there in certain terms i I used healthcare as an example, but I'm not negating there are other examples too, like education. I mentioned how many more times likely a person of color is more likely to be um, suspended from school. So there are other areas in which there's a difference there. And then you talked about earlier. But is it due to the fact of having the proper role models uh, in place that they act out in a way that they shouldn't that they do get in trouble because predominantly the the father figure uh isn't there for most uh so, colored communities right yeah you could you could say that so, maybe so that they, is a factor it's possible but then again that gets into they, and i'm gonna say and if they because a lot of them are a single parent it could be a father it could be a mother i don't know most of them, I think, are mothers in that situation. They have to work and provide for the whole family. So I'm sure they're not around much. So there is little to no parental oversight on the kids. So the kids can pretty much do whatever they want. There's nobody so, telling them that's right, that's wrong, don't do that. Um, they say, you got, I got I to gotta pay bills. You got to please just be be good. I'm not saying I'm that's gone. not I mean, a factor. It very well could be. But then you that goes into other questions. So then you have to ask, why are there not why is there not more black representation in the media of good people they could look up to rather than just why is there not more even representation of people that they can look up to that have good morals? And then why is there such mass incarceration of because black men? I, I think that 
they can relate more to those types of people like the rappers who talk about having a hard life having to figure things out on their own having if they need a nickel they got to go steal it or whatever and they glorify that right well, everybody's listening to it but they relate to it much easier they don't relate to a person on tv that has a better life is already uh, seen some level of success and has some money in their pocket. They can't see the road of how they're going to get there. Well, there's a difference between I'm not saying who can't. you listen to. If you if you listen to Tupac, he talks about how he's had a rough life, but he also has very um, empowering songs and how people can turn that around. But if you listen to uh, Biggie comparatively, he has more songs about just women and money and doing drugs. You know, there's still there's still a difference I, yeah. there and what your role models are. So I'm saying, saying there needs to be a wide variety of role models that kids can identify with. I'm not saying with. they can't have an impact. I'm not saying if they don't listen to the, the the right people that that is there. It is there if they listen to it. If that's who they're listening to. If that's who their influences in a child's life. I mean, every, I mean that that. That's just it. The child is a child, right? They're trying to figure out life. They're trying to figure out how to get through it. They're trying to figure out how to become an adult. They're trying to figure out how to adult, right? Right. I'm just saying there should be more representation. And you also, like I said, it goes into other questions about why are so many black men? Why is it mass incarceration of one specific race compared to others that commit just as much crime but are arrested so much less? That's a big question there. Um, something you mentioned like a while back at this point that I never got the chance to address, but I'll go back to it, is you mentioned like the NAACP and how there aren't, there are uh, multiple organizations for the advancement of colored people, (laughs) and then there aren't any for white people. But I wouldn't say that negates our privilege because the reason, the reason that those organizations exist is because they have been systematically and historically oppressed. So the, most of those organizations were, they were created in a time where they were an extreme necessity because it, a lot of those were created around the time of segregation do still serve a purpose because in groups that, well, first of all, white people just don't face systematic discrimination we may face individual discrimination at some point uh you could say that like oh someone's insulted me because of my race but it's not like i said it's not ingrained in the systems that we have in place Uh, let's get this clear okay i do not i'm not saying that there was not a time and a purpose for these groups obviously historically the country has gone through you know a lot of growth and in order to for that growth to happen, there was a lot of hate and there was a lot of bad things happening, right? But we grew from that. I mean, just because it was true 70 years ago at this point, is it still valid today? I think it is still valid today because I think there's still a lot of, obviously, uh, systematic racism that goes on and police brutality as well. Um, I would say, I mean, obviously one of the reasons we're doing this podcast today is because an unarmed black man was gasping for um, breath in those... He kneeled on his neck yeah. so hard and so long to cause oxygen and it killed him. Yes. That being said, I'm saying that was that was a horrible thing, right? That, that never should have happened. At the same time, I, you know, I don't have the full story. I don't want to just make a martyr out of this person and say, oh my God, I can't believe that the, the police did this and just killed this innocent poor boy. I don't know if the man was innocent. I don't know if he was being restrained because he just shot somebody or but he robbed the a bank or was, was I don't know. Well, they accused know him of the, forging a check. But the, the fact the, the, the was everyone is innocent until proven justified. guilty. Right? And should be. Yes, you can, that's correct. You can say that you didn't know the full story, which I I'm, I'm not, not going to fight you on. The, the police actions. <laughs> I think that police officer should be stripped of obviously his his uh, his duties which he was but he should face criminal punishment i mean he should be on trial for murder i agree with that and I, you know that's just... an abuse of power but that's not against all cops it's not against all police officers right i don't want to say go against the badge right it is against that individual abusing power and all the people that stood around and watched them and, and did nothing it's an individual, but it's also a national problem because we do see this a lot in the media. People have lists of all the, the unarmed black men that have been killed by 
police officers and these lists are pretty long and maybe some cases we don't know the full story and it was justified to a degree you know like like maybe their life was in danger but to have that many people on a list there is clearly an issue and i mentioned the statistic earlier that um black people are 30 percent more likely to be pulled over by the police and we also have talked about in previous podcasts how much more they're arrested for drug crimes so that's why i'm saying i think these organizations should still exist yes there was a time and a place for them and there still is and i stand by that because of the fact that there still is so much systematic racism going on and so many more arrests and deaths they're still continuing to face discrimination and i think when a group of people is facing discrimination it's important that they have a community that they can go to and discuss what they faced as a group so i think these organizations are very valid and necessary well i uh, i'm not necessarily disagreeing with that point because like you said i think if if people need to talk to somebody who understands the exact situation they're in and and those groups do need to exist but i believe those as a support group across the board they need to support everybody right so everybody needs to have those those groups that, that they can talk to or go to for support for the different experience that they have it shouldn't be exclusive to just this group or just that well, group, and we're going to exclude are, you as, as a group. They're not meant to be exclusionary. To that's why so many of these groups exist. Like, yes, there's the NAACP that's met specifically for people of color, but then there are different groups for different um, types of oppression, right? There are different groups to aid specifically disabled people and to aid specifically uh, female groups. And there are, there are different organizations for very different people and different traits whether you chose them or not, you know what I mean? Like, there are organizations just for LGBTQ people. There are all these different groups for whatever group you may identify with and face discrimination from. It's not meant to be exclusionary. It's meant to be inclusionary for... But it's meant to serve a specific group. It's an okay thing to do because there are different organizations which serve different groups. You know, you, you shouldn't say, oh, well, the NAACP needs to be a group for people of every single race because that then defeats the purpose of going to a place where they can discuss the specific issues they face because of their race. But if you want to have an understanding of the diversity in order to make things better, you have to be inclusionary of everything. If you're exclusionary, then how do you say we're having social inequality between blacks and whites, but I don't want any white person in my group for them to even understand my side. They're not saying they don't want any white people in their group. They're saying this is, again, this is a place to serve people of color. That's different than saying we don't want white people. It's saying we're trying to serve this specific target group, right? Well, There's I always wanna, a target audience. But I want to say, again, I've read enough studies where they've specifically said that about you know the leadership of the NAACP. If a white person comes to them asking for help or anything, they're like, no, we're not here for you. I, I read too many stories about that abuse, and I consider that an, an abuse of uh, their group and the situation that they're in. So I haven't read those things, so I can't speak to... Have we gone down a rabbit hole here, though, about... Because I think we've kind of lost well, our I'm, whole thing Well, I'm about of to have brought it again. Okay. Um, so I can't speak to that those specific things because I have not read that. If they did reject them and say, hey, we are not going to help you, then I do think they should have handled that better. But if they said, hey, we're here to serve a specific target group and like kindly explain that, then I don't think that's necessarily wrong. You mentioned that you need to have an understanding of the other side and you need to be inclusionary so that other people understand your struggle, which I completely agree with. But I don't think groups are obligated to allow everyone in because I think that there are plenty, there are tons of resources out there that you can get to understand different experiences. 
so for me, that may come in the form of um, a lot of resources that came from my sociology class, you know, documentaries, YouTube videos from people of color, you know, movies from people of color, uh, reading a lot of literature and fiction written by black authors and written with black characters and uh, various other people of color, you know, supporting businesses and reading things from that. There are so many resources out there specifically to educate people who are not um, people of color or do not have disabilities that you can seek out. And I think with some minorities, they're constantly having to justify their existence and answer questions about who they are. And some people love to answer them, which is a great thing. But some people don't. Some people don't want to have to justify their existence constantly. And if they don't want to answer those questions, then that's fair. And they should be able to go to a place or an organization where they don't have to be asked questions about who they are and what they experience every day. They can just talk about it or be around people who understand it without having to answer questions about it when there are separate resources out there for people you know you can just uh, direct people to such and such website or study instead of I having know, to I, I guess explain I don't yourself understand that whole situation you're just saying i mean there's not like there's you know again the police walk down the street or you know again uh, uh gender or color or whatever ethnicity police walk down the street saying hey show me your papers where'd you come from are you no, natural born american I'm not, I'm not seeing that so i'm not necessarily talking about cops when we, when i'm talking about well, not cops people whatever i'm not i don't i don't see where they have that, that i i can see where uh people try and have conversations about it and they kind of get asked questions on there and say you know hey what are you doing here boy where are you from where you know i, I don't i right. don't it's, see that it's not necessarily people constantly interrogating other people but something that came to mind about like people having to justify their existence could be specifically either for disabled people a lot of times getting questions all the time about oh how do you see can you see that if you're blind for example or um people of different genders and sexualities constantly getting asked questions about like you know like all these things these sometimes completely inappropriate questions that they don't feel comfortable answering and it's like well then they can just say that that's none of your business i'm not going to answer it or i don't feel comfortable or whatever if it's it's, in conversation they they have the right to say that they can say i'm not going to answer that none of your business around being around a lot of of handicapped people them being in again the minority of a group where a lot of of adults or you know again the the able-bodied people have never had to deal with that in their life they've never had to meet a person of a certain disability and know what they can and cannot do and they're they're going to ask a question i think it's valid that to understand that a lot of people may not have experiences uh with people who have disabilities or are handicapped but they can still ask questions in a way that's respectful and make sure that that person's comfortable answering those questions sure because I'm they sure the they get it a lot. Social graces to, to know better. I'm just saying that some people are maybe asked like constantly, like, "Oh, when did this happen? Were you in an accident all the time?" And they, and sometimes, I'm saying it's it's nice to have somewhere that they can go where other people just understand their experiences and they don't have to answer questions some people like i said they may be happy to answer questions but others aren't and it's a i think if you have a privilege which most people do it's it's a good thing to get educated on that um by yourself certainly you should ask questions to people who have different experiences than you and you may not understand but if they're if they don't want to answer it, then as I mentioned before, there's so many resources out there where you can go and read about it. Like just educating yourself is one of the first steps, I think, to sort of decreasing that um, ignorance that a lot of people have. Not everyone, certainly. But that's certainly how I became less ignorant. I think when I was younger, I really did not understand that different races had such a different experience for me i was like yeah sure there's racism but like not as much and stuff but like now after reading so many books and stuff i feel like i understand better experiences that other people have gone through because of their different ability or gender or race and so forth so i think that's something that's like important as a person who um has these born but if you bring to... it around to the very loose term of the way privilege is being used, 
that every single person out there has a privilege in some way, shape, or form. Everybody. So if everybody has some kind of privilege, thereby doesn't it just negate the term privilege all by itself? No. Because everybody has certain strengths that they can work to for the advantages that they have. Male, female, colored, whatever. I would say that some advantages are bigger than others. So like... But everybody still has, in the loose term of it, again, the way I don't like it being used in a very loose term of just saying, if anybody has an advantage over me personally in any way, shape, or form, it's because they had some kind of privilege that I didn't have. When everybody has a privilege and work to those strengths that they have, then nobody has any better privilege over anybody else. I don't think it necessarily negates it because like I said, there are so many different types of privilege to talk about and to different degrees, right? So you can say, oh, everyone has like one privilege, so it's equal. It's not in the sense that some people have uh, multiple where like intersectionality comes in, right? So I, as a middle-class white person who's able-bodied would have... uh, more privileged than someone who is a person of color and uh disabled and comes from a background of poverty right it's just there's so many different degrees that you can discuss in different areas because i mean privilege is just a word that we use but it doesn't necessarily mean anything about equal even within but it's used so loosely in today's society that's what drives me crazy that it's lost its meaning of what it really is. Okay, so if that's your issue with the word, if we use something more yeah, specific, yeah, I won't deny it... that there uh, there truly is in the strict definition of the word people out there that do have a privilege, but in the loose terms it's used today, it's, it's lost its meaning because it's just become an excuse. So even though I disagree with it being an excuse, would. If we used a well, completely like different term, time... if we used the term, if we threw the term privilege away and used something just like lack of discrimination, okay, would you agree that you have like, I own up to the fact that like, I have white privilege and I don't understand what it's like to, to be a person of color entirely. I don't understand the everyday differences they may face. I don't understand the term what you just said, white privilege. What is the privilege that you're just white that gives you an advantage in life over everybody else? Well, okay, I'll explain that real quick. I, to me, that's, I don't feel fear every time the cops are behind me. I think they're there to protect me. But for other people, it's, it's not the same view because of their experiences as a person of color. I think... I would be just as likely as anyone else to get a job, to get into college, to see as many houses, to get as good health care in these areas where people of color are statistically have less of that. And then where I was going with that was if we didn't use privilege, though, if we used a term like uh, lack of discrimination, would you be comfortable basically saying the same thing? But you throw out the word privilege entirely. You say, because I'm white, I face a lack of discrimination that other people commonly face of different races, and I don't understand their experiences fully. I'll agree with part of that. What I part mean, do yeah, you I, I don't. I don't. Uh, under obviously, uh, me being a white male, don't understand the struggles. Right? Yeah, I'm not going to claim. I'm not even going to claim that I understand some of the struggles and inequalities and discrimination that uh, people of any other gender or color or, you know, race, whatever, go through, right? And I don't think they're going to understand what I go through. There's struggles in my life, too. I've, I haven't, I have nothing in my life have I ever been handed. I'm I've never been handed anything have. and said, here you go. You're a white guy. Here you go. I, I understand that. That's too. why I've specified uh, all the way throughout that we're not trying to belittle any of the accomplishments that people earn. We're just saying but that's that... that's no privilege of mine just by being white that I've had to work hard 
and I'm, and I'm not going to belittle. And like I said, I know there's racism out there. I know there's you know bigotry out there. I know that there is discrimination out there. And I'm not going to sit here and claim that I understand the discrimination of another race not being that race. You know what I mean? Because I haven't had it directly pointed at me. Um, I'm not going to say I can say I've seen it, right? I can say I feel for you, but yes, I don't have to you know deal with that every day because it's not you know directly pointed at me every day every moment of my life I, i'll give you that uh, i'm just saying that, that you know just because I, I have some kind of that affords me some kind of extra privilege that somebody else doesn't have right I and mean, to me that's I, I there is nothing to be said about a white privilege there's nothing to be said that you know if i were in a different set of circumstances that i wouldn't have that pointed at me i mean if i lived in the inner city uh, again, I know I'm, I'm being very broad in general here, right? I'm just speaking in broad terms to say I live in inner city. I live in a predominantly colored neighborhood that I wouldn't be discriminated against, that I wouldn't have to deal with that every single day just because of, of my color. You know, I believe that we choose to live in a neighborhood that is more to our dynamics, right? That it does make it easier on us just for the basis of, of where we live, right? In the places we frequent, in the places we go to, you know? And I believe everybody does that. It's a comfort level um, that, that people have. It's a comfort level that they want to maintain or think they want to maintain, right? So, but if we want to improve as a society and get better, right? We need to cross those lines. We need to get out of our comfort zones in order to make these things happen. But people always want to assume they're going to put a barrier up. And I think this thing of always saying that you have something better than what I have is that is because you have something more magical about you than I have magic on me. And I'm today just defining that as some mysterious type of privilege is a term I'm putting to it because I don't know why you're better than me. So um, earlier when you said like, I've seen discrimination, but it's not directed at me every day. That's what I'm defining as privilege is it's not directed at me in everyday circumstance. And so you you were talking about, again, it being blamed because you have privilege. Uh, that's why I haven't achieved as much as you, for an example. But to me, I, I very much agree with you with the getting uncomfortable. And that's how we bridge this gap. I see us bridging this gap by what I call privilege is acknowledging those differences uh, in everyday experiences and what comes with that. There is but a I, difference, I, and I don't disagree with that. There is a yeah, difference, I think but just, I'm not going to find that difference as some kind of this magic privilege that people just want to say I don't think it's magical. There. It's just I think what I'm hearing is you're pretty much agreeing with the way that I'm defining it. You just don't like the way that most people use it exactly. is what I'm yes. getting. And that's so, what I said at the beginning. Yeah. The, the way people use it in a common, loose term today makes no sense, and it degrades what the word actually is. They're not getting to the root cause of what the problem is, or they're not willing to work hard enough to get where they need to be. Just because, and I'm going to say just because, you know, my father or my father's father chose to work really hard to get me at that 100-yard line where somebody else's parents got him to the 50-yard line, they need to pick up from where they're at, deal with the life in the hand they have, carry it another 50 yards, 150 yards to get their children to the next point, right? And then everybody improves. But it's not due to some magical mystery thing that they're farther in life than I am. I have to be okay with the life that I have. I'm not disappointed with the life that I have or where I'm at. It's, it's the choices we make that define us. It's not a privilege, but it's the choices we make in life. That's all it is. I think I've been looking at this on more of a broad scale, as I mentioned, more of a, a national problem. Um, yeah, I don't in the have any answer to say, you know, I have some assumptions your individual that I won't jump into examples. here. I'm just saying, why is there a larger percentage of colored people in prisons? Why is there, you know, some of these things on a national scale, you know, I, again, other than a societal problem, I don't have an answer to that to say, why are there... More colored people doing drugs, right? There are more colored people doing They're crimes. not more doing drugs. They're getting more arrested for drugs. I, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, but I don't have all the data to say that one race does more drugs than the other. I will say that it is a proven fact that 
people market differently to different races. If you drove across town right. and went to an area that's predominantly colored, you will see more signs for liquor, cigarettes, everything else there than you find here. Why is that? I don't know, but they found they can market to them uh, in a different way and they'll buy it. If they stop buying it, would it be a problem? Would they just move on to another segment that they can promote that stuff to, you know, and, and, and sell to? I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't have, I'm not espousing that I have the answers for all these things. And I'm just speaking from personal experience and the way. So I think what we're learning here is uh, no matter what word you use to define it, it's really important when you're using a word that's popularized or um, a buzzword and some of them have a bad rap, get a bad connotation because of the front runners for the movement and the people um, advocating for these things. So I think what we're getting to the root of that's the most important is defining the words you're using to make sure you're working with the same um, definitions as other people because you find people that oftentimes hate these words may actually agree with you if you're, you very clearly lay out what you're using this um, to mean. So that's uh, very important to explain the definitions you're working with when you start uh, laying out an argument for anything really. You have to delve into it and say, what is the root cause in order to fix something? And I'm just, and I'm just, like you said, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just disagreeing with the way that the terms are used. Thank you guys for listening to this one. I know it was a longer one, but thanks for sticking with us.